0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swakowski.
1: And I'm Jeremy Dionisio.
0: And it is August 28th of 2019. Jeremy and I just took in Minnesota Twins versus Chicago White Sox at guaranteed rate field. Jeremy, it felt great to get back to another game. It feels like it's been a long time since we've been to one.
1: Yeah, it did. It felt G-rate, as in guaranteed rate. Uh, it felt great uh, to be uh, at a game. It, it, yeah, it seems like a, a while. And it, it honestly, it, I kind of... Forgot even the last game really, like because I was like, what was the last game we went to? Uh, it must like, have been Chicago Dogs, I think. It was the Dogs, and be- yeah. b- even before that, I'm like, has it been like over a month or like you know whatever, like since the beginning of. July or something, but I forgot that there was the Marlins game. But yeah, yeah, it's, regardless, it's been a while.
0: So. Can't imagine why you'd forget that one. Uh, well, Jeremy, uh, this is episode number 55, uh, and uh, this is the Hideki Matsui episode. Now, something that's not uh, G-rated uh, yes. <laughs> is, was Hideki Matsui's uh, collection of uh, videos. Yes,
1: yes. Of uh, more specifically porn videos. Yes, yeah. Uh, Yeah, The
0: 55,000 of them that he allegedly owned.
1: Did he own 55,000 for his number? Like, if he he was number 54, would he have only had to have (laughs) 54,000? I don't know. It's weird. There's some weird mathematics there, I guess. Yeah,
0: well, they said he would uh, uh, give reporters uh like p- porn videos <laughs> as gifts um yeah, yeah. you know and, and now these days in new york you know they're treated to the adiantics antics of jason Vargas. so you know that's uh th- that <laughs> yeah. those uh halcyon days of yore back when uh hideki matsui was playing jeremy yeah, i guess hey maybe you should invite him to your wedding i don't know
1: <laughs> yeah i guess i mean yeah talk about like masochistic like uh you know uh tendencies I guess yeah now it's like just yeah they they just have to settle for getting berated by Jason Vargas I guess um another thing that that I liked about Hideki Matsui um he had nothing to do with this but like um 30 Rock made a great joke involving Hideki Matsui's name it was in um it was during that like run of episodes where uh Alec Baldwin's character was dating um Julianne Moore because they were both like from Boston or whatever. Yeah. You know? And like, they were like, they were like going, they were like walking through New York. Like she was visiting and they were like trying to figure out what to do. And she said something like, she suggested to Jack, uh, like, "Hey, do you want to go to Chili's to get the Hideki Matsui Caliente fia- f- fajitas? It, it's, it's such a mouthful." Yeah, the Hideki Matsui Caliente fajitas, and I'm like, and I was so like, and I was so like enamored with that joke because it was like a baseball, it was like a inside baseball like like related joke, and it, it and it's not even really. A baseball it's like they just slapped his name on like like he has nothing to do with caliente f- f- fajitas um I, I thought it was awesome wasn't
0: joke. wasn't her character a total like boston like she talked yeah. like that too yeah you know um there was also a hideki matsui reference in the movie knocked up okay i don't know yeah uh, so paul rudd is like uh like it, it's like he's doing his fantasy baseball draft and then like his wife or girlfriend walks in on him and is oh. all like is all pissed off that he's not doing something or other and he's like i got matsui like, she's supposed to be really happy about it that he got Hideki Matsui in this fantasy draft. Oh, nice, um, nice. So, yeah, that was from the movie. That was in the movie Knocked Up. Is so that
1: Knocked w- Up or f- This is 40?
0: Uh, so, so I think This is 40 was, like, the spinoff where right. Paul Rudd and uh, uh, uh the, That's his right. wife. That's right. It's the yeah, same character. yeah, The yeah, same yeah, yeah. characters. Right. But so, the first one was Knocked Up. And whenever I think of Ma- H- Matsui, I always think of that joke in Knocked Up. I thought it was, like, really incongruous that it would be in there. Yeah. Um,
1: Geez. well, so hey, Joe Dapito, I'm glad you thought so much of "knocked up" that you needed to do a spinoff movie of it. Um, that's great, but uh,
0: well, yeah. So Jeremy, a very interesting thing, something that has never happened to Jeremy and I uh, at a baseball game before happened to us, uh, folks. We had tickets, we had e-tickets <laughs> on our phone, but we got in. <laughs> Without our tickets
1: being scanned, well, you say that it happened to us, but who else has it happened to? Like, I don't yeah. even know, but like, I mean, but who knows? With the operation they're running down there at at, at G Rate Field, maybe this happens to half the population, half the like the you know the attendance, yeah, in the crowd. Yes, our tickets were never scanned. No, we just walked in. We just walked <laughs> in and out like the wind, basically. Yeah,
0: we we yeah, just just walked right in there, uh, no questions asked. The
1: how it happened
0: was. There was a guy um, in a red shirt, one of those uh, one of the stadium attendants who had like a ticket scanner but he was like he was talking to uh, people and he was like preoccupied yeah Jeremy and I didn't try to get into this game for free. no we no. had tickets that we paid four dollars yeah we had four dollar well, tickets.
1: Jack, I was gonna say I'm glad we didn't pay more than the four dollars because I would have been salty about like essentially like like blowing the the eight dollars on tickets because, right like we didn't have to apparently. No. No, Uh, we should almost chance it next
0: time. Yeah, exactly. um, So yeah, there was somebody scanning tickets, but there was also like a, a, a line that was not occupied in front of him. Yeah. So Jeremy and I were like, well, let's just get in this line. So we got we got in the line and it was like the security line where they check you in and make you do the metal detectors.
1: Yeah, it was just another line of people going in through the security like yeah. through the metal detector, but it was shorter than everyone else. It, we actually we had to push our way past like this group of women like and like I I said like excuse me and she was like just blabbing to her friend and like I said excuse me again and finally I just like pushed her. Like I had to like I had to push through and I like kind of had to like push into her a little bit and like that was the talk of the moment i was like complaining about them
0: yes and so as we were complaining about them we thought nothing of getting in this shorter security line because usually they have somebody who's like right before the metal detectors yeah. scanning your ticket so we, we we thought nothing of getting in this shorter line but apparently we had already bypassed the people who were scanning our tickets so yeah. as we were about to get scanned through the metal detectors i said to jeremy i was like Hey, haven't don't they usually scan our tickets by this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we we went through the metal detectors and uh, had a, had a nice laugh after we got through.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I know. And I was remarking to Jack, I'm like, why couldn't this? Why can't this happen like in a meaningful game, like a NLCS or ALCS or World Series or whatever? Right, or it's even
0: like, at the Chicago Dogs where we paid nine dollars for the tickets. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. I'll exactly. even take it there. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that like. Uh, So their system at the White Sox game is weird because if you go to a Cubs game, you go through the security line first, and then they have the people scanning the tickets once you're like walking through the threshold of the actual edifice of Wrigley Field. Um, here, they have the people scanning tickets, like, at the beginning of the line, and then you get your ticket scanned, you go past them, then you go through security, then you're just in. So it's it's weird that they do it backwards like that, and, I, and honestly, the system is flawed uh, at the White Sox Park. I don't, uh, listen, for, Rain Delay Theater's stance is not to encourage people to try to get into... <laughs> White Sox game for free, but like it happened and we, we didn't try to do it. We just noticed that it happened to us. And like, it's just absurd. It just goes along with the whole White Sox lore basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, Free game, and then yeah. to uh, so we were already winning, but then we got our scorecards, and Jeremy managed to get a perfect f- so the, the way these sc- <laughs> he got a perfect fold on his yeah, scorecard. Perfect so the, fold. The look the at way- this, look yeah, at this thing. Maybe you can take a picture of that, Jeremy, yeah, for, the for, w- sure. for the website. But the way these scorecards are laid out, it's it's like one big piece of paper. How many inches would you yeah, say? Yeah, it's is not is, quite, it's
1: like. It's not, it's, I mean, think of like an 11 by 17 piece of paper, but it's, it's not quite that wide, but it, it might be that long. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a long rectangle basically. Yeah. And, um, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's laid out like a scorecard or whatever, but, and it's like, it's, um, uh, awkward to like write on unless you fold it. Like you have to, you must yeah. fold. It's a must yeah. fold. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, so usually we, we try to fold it like as we're walking to, to the seat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jack, you, you, you stopped, uh, into the restroom. On the way in, and so I was able to stand, uh, like, you know, pull over to the side. And uh, there's this nice little ledge right by the the men's room, and I was able to, to get uh, like line it up nice and get a good fold. And this is a yeah. it's beautiful, beautiful it's per- fold.
0: Perfectly divided the two teams. Yeah, exactly. uh, even now, Jeremy, that's some that's some nice work right yeah. there. That,
1: um, we should say that because the top half is the visitor, the home, the bottom half is the home team. Yep. So you want to you want to fold it right where you only see one team, and I got it right right between the pictures of the visiting team and the name of the home team. It's like, so.
0: dra- it's like drawing a perfect circle with just your hand. Yeah. And no free other. Hand. No
1: other aid for sure, um, Jack. I'll say as another thing that happened while uh, while uh, you were using the restroom and I was uh, I was um, getting my perfect fold going. I saw like an old guy wearing a black flag T-shirt, which I thought was pretty cool. Nice, it's, like the punk band that uh, Henry Rollins was in, uh, and I was gonna say like, hey, cool shirt, but like in the spirit of like punk rock. I felt like I shouldn't compliment him. I should have just said, like, I should have said, like, hey, fuck that shirt. Fuck you, or something. <laughs> but, like, I, you know, I wanted, like, it was cool. He was an older guy and, like, so he, he was probably like an old punk rocker or something. So I thought that was cool. Uh, but uh, you don't see too many. I don't think I feel like you don't see too many black flag shirts at a, at a White Sox game. So I thought that was pretty cool and worth mentioning on the podcast.
0: Well, it was uh, we we did see a lot of Blackhawk shirts. There. Yeah, uh, it was Blackhawks night. In addition to once again, it was Wednesday. It was Dollar Dog night, so it was it was Blackhawks night. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, uh, I'm I'm. Not, they had a Blackhawks player uh, throughout <laughs> the first pitch. Yeah, I, I didn't know who he was. Is he a rookie, Jeremy?
1: I I really don't know either. Like we yeah okay. we we don't we know nothing about hockey. <laughs> no, <laughs> um,
0: I yeah yeah
1: this ain't uh you know second intermission theater theater right. This is uh, Randley theater. So um we don't know Con- Connor Murphy I guess is the player. Okay, and yeah. The name sounds familiar. I almost want to say that he was with another team and he came to the Hawks, but he looked super young. He did I look mean, young. mean, hockey players are weird. Like, they, they start when they're, like, 18 or 19, and then they, like, play till they're, like, 42 or something. It's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. I um, think
0: Bobby Orr played for, like, 50 years. Yeah, it's so. fucking
1: crazy. Um, this kid looked like Lucas Hedges, the actor he from uh, Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. Um, amongst other movies. Um, but, uh yeah and I was like I told you Jack that once we found out that he was a Blackhawks player I said that I much would have rather saw Lucas Hedges cuz uh he he did a great job in Manchester by the Sea. Um he's a good up and coming actor. He was in uh Lady Bird, is that that movie? Yeah, I saw Lady Bird too. Yeah, he was good in Lady Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um and uh some other things. Um but uh but yeah, so uh so he was uh he was doing some sort of on-field interview with Gene Honda actually. Yeah, so that was yeah, cool. yeah. Um, and then he, yeah, he threw out the first pitch, and that's when we found out who exactly he was.
0: Gene Honda also is the public address announcer for Blackhawks games, too, isn't he? Oh, if I'm not, if I'm not, mistaken, yes, I believe, I believe so. Is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then Dollar Dog Night Jack, I, I remarked to you that um, I had eaten on the way to the to the game, and um, uh, just this is a quick side note, a little sidebar, but it's of the time right now. It's in the zeitgeist. Um, the reason why uh, I had eaten beforehand and I put the dollar dog consumption in jeopardy um, and may have also potentially caused myself to be late because I had to do, I had to run a wedding errand beforehand and like it was, you know, I needed to get it done and this would not have been a good excuse to not do it. But I drove by Popeye's, I, well, there's a Popeye's right by our apartment um, and um, uh, there was no line and they had the chicken sandwich there.
0: They did. So I've I've heard that they've been selling out. This has been big news all across America.
1: Well, uh, yes, and I'll I, I'll say this like I don't know like what happened. Like I heard like Burger King bought Popeyes or Popeyes partnered with. In this article we we skimmed through like they partnered with Chick Fil A or either then I don't know they partnered with somebody. Yeah. But I don't know. But like for the last like two weeks or something, the world has been going crazy for Popeyes for some reason for this
0: chicken sandwich for the
1: chicken sandwich. Which and that article said that they released it like. In August, they've been running commercials for the Popeye's Chicken Sandwich for like two months now at this point, I feel. So I don't know what what happened. Like some some market – they must have hired some marketing team that like went on Twitter and said like, oh, people are saying that this chicken sandwich is better than Chick-fil-A. And it got everyone's like uh, you know, feathers ruffled uh, and like they're like, oh, we got to try the sandwich. So I was out running uh, more wedding errands uh, last weekend and I drove – I like went out of my way. I was like looking for something to, to eat for lunch. And I went out of my way to, like... I'm like, oh, I'll go to that Popeye's and get, uh, you know, one of those chicken sandwiches. And, like, the fucking drive through line was out into the street.
0: Yeah, that's what I had been hearing. Was, was it busy when you went tonight?
1: Well... So, uh, so no, that's why I went in. Yeah. Um, but like, and then, but so I, I got in line and then there, there's all these signs like, sorry, chicken, chicken sandwiches sold out, yeah. which I think they did on purpose to like draw, draw more right. buzz about it. Yeah. And like, so whatever marketing team they have working for them are geniuses. I'd love them to be on the rain delay theater team yeah. to, to get us, get our listenership up a little bit or something. But like I went, so then I went to another one. And that one was also out of chicken sandwiches and the line, there was no drive-thru, but the line was out the door. Jesus. It was crazy. This is like when Krispy Kreme
0: opened up in Milwaukee. I remember yeah. it was like the same the same thing where you it was super busy. Or
1: like or like when a Chick-fil-A opens up or right. Shake Shack is now is in Chicago mm-hmm. and like, you know, like it, it is ma- it's mayhem. But yeah. like I've lived with, we've lived with Popeyes our whole lives and it's always been just like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like now here's the thing. I think Popeyes is the best fast food chicken out there Mm -hmm. um i've always thought that and um you know so whatever so i'm not surprised that the chicken sandwich is good um so anyway but but it's just crazy how like people are going nuts all of a sudden for it so jack so i saw no line and i'm like i gotta get in there and like i didn't see any no chicken like sold out sign so i'm like i gotta get in so i went in i drove through i got the sandwich and hey news like news alert it's great it is good is it but I'm not surprised because, like, their chicken is good. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. So it's great. I will say we're beating the, if, if we can get this podcast out early yeah. enough, we're going to beat the Doughboys to it because they're reviewing uh, the, the Popeye's chicken sandwich tomorrow on their podcast. That's, that's
0: always been a dream of yours, I think, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll say I'll say this. Well, I haven't had one yet, but it sounds like uh, sort of like the Sopranos when everybody was like, oh, the Sopranos is the greatest show of all time. You're like, oh, really? Can this be that good? And then you watch it and you're like, oh, that's wow, it actually is that good. <laughs> good so some sometimes when people so many people just have a consensus on something it really is that good
1: so yeah yeah yeah. the 50 million fans can't be wrong or something but like, um yeah it's a it's a nice soft bun it's very uh crunchy it's very like bready like battery like and crunchy um and there's enough chicken on there that you know makes it worthwhile. It's a good sandwich. So that's my review. That's Rain Delay Theater's review of the the Popeyes chicken sandwich. So yeah. take that, Doughboys. Um, yeah, folks, we're in a con- uh, we constantly
0: have to be mindful of like uh, not letting Jeremy turn this into a food podcast. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, we'll
1: we'll move on. But uh, it almost. We'll fi- Stay tuned to find out if it truly put the dollar dog uh, you know, consumption in jeopardy, but, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, but we were at the stadium at this point. We're inside, we're walking around, and uh, the National Anthem's coming off. Yeah, yeah right? and
0: so Jeremy, you, uh, you referenced the movie The Fourth Tenor.
1: Oh no, not, not a movie. That's just like, you know, the three tenors. There's like Pavarotti, uh, Placido Domingo, and the other guy. They, they actually, that's a reference from Seinfeld okay because okay. like the, they, they Elaine gets she's dating the maestro and she gets the autograph of like the the other guy the third tenor and so this guy who was singing uh, the national anthem was like he just seemed like some bootleg uh, opera guy Well oh. I there is a movie called The
0: Fourth Tenor starring Rodney Dangerfield, I believe. Oh Jesus! Yes. Uh, it's a it's a throwback, but uh, yeah, I, I think if I'm not is mistaken, that like 90s era? Rodney's got to be eight, maybe 80s, 90s. But I think there is really? a Rodney Dangerfield film called The Fourth Tenor. Okay. If I have to, I'll have to look it look up. Look it up here. because I can yeah. I
1: can wax on about the uh, the three tenors. I mean, sure. It's like I feel like the three tenors came at this point. It's a it's a fucking archaic reference. Um, but like, but the three tenors were like, you know, a thing in like the '90s or something, like maybe earlier than that. But like, the three biggest names in opera got together and they made an album, and it was called The Three Tenors. So this guy, I don't want to rag this guy too much because he's like, he was totally fine. Yeah. But um, yeah, 2002. Okay, that, that makes two- sense. Yeah, cause, cause They were in the zeitgeist at that point. Yeah, the, the three yeah. tenors. But um, well, I wasn't even referencing that movie. That, that's sad because there were so many like kind of bad seeming Rodney Dangerfield movies in like the late nineties. Yeah. Like Meet Wally Sparks or whatever, which I never saw. Mm-hmm. Um but this one I didn't even hear about. It's a 2002's The Fourth Tenor with Rodney Dangerfield. Was that his last movie? Started? No, it looks
0: like he was in one in like 05, too. Yes. So oh, yeah. was it the
1: Mafia movie? Well, it that was, was earlier it was than
0: Back by Midnight was the was okay. what this one was called. So, he was in uh, like
1: another one of those like slaps. It was like a slapstick version of Godfather and it was called like Mafia or something. Oh, okay. okay yeah, that yeah. was probably in the 90s. But um, but yeah, <laughs> no, I was not referencing that movie. I'm just saying like he was like a, a bootleg... Uh, Opera guy So I'm like Oh who's this guy The fourth tenor Like that's who That's who the White Sox get They can't get one of the three Um Listen, I'm sorry if this guy if if this guy's listening. He was perfectly fine, but it was just like an off the cuff. Yeah, he hit a he hit a nice note at
0: the end there when he was singing. it. He did
1: some um, weird things with the with the with the anthem that I hadn't heard before, and it wasn't quite Wayne Messmer esque but like he did do something with one of the notes at the end. But yeah,
0: uh, and he was dressed in a tux too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, yeah
1: like like the opera like the 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 uh, the three tenors wear tuxes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Anyway, so he was the fourth tenor. That's it. We've spent a lot of time on chicken sandwiches and, and opera <laughs> for this podcast. Uh, we're going to lose all the new listeners we, we've gotten. Right. But, um, well, here, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about unions, Chicago <laughs> <laughs> workers' unions, I-B-W, uh which I think are like the electricians, or yeah. at least this one was. One of the, one of the, open, one of the um, ceremonial first pitches was thrown out. There were maybe a couple. Yeah, there was someone from Guaranteed Rate who like seems like they always have someone out there. Yep. Um but the next uh, first pitch and one of them was by the Blackhawks guy, but the guy who got the biggest round of applause from all of them was like this like union head for, like, the IBEW, like, union. Yeah. Are, let's say that they were electricians. Yeah,
0: it's, it seemed like they were electricians. Jeremy, I can't remember the first pitch he he threw out. Was it a good one? He did. There was, there was one guy who threw one. It might have been the guy from Guaranteed, Rate yes. who threw one from the mound, and it was like, you know, he threw it about 55 feet, and Aaron Bummer couldn't come up with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, the IBEW guy, um, yeah, he seemed to throw a good pitch. I think
1: he threw kind of like a, like, you know, it, it landed... Right in the end of the like, right in the bottom of the strike zone or something. Like it was yeah. like a curveball that just got just just got black, you know. <laughs> um, but but he got a huge applaud. Like he got a big applause for like a first. For a non-famous first pitch thrower, he did. For sure. Yeah, um, I don't know if
0: there were a lot of electricians in the uh, in the in the crowd tonight. <laughs> I think
1: I think ninety-five percent of the crowd at any White Sox game is uh, an electrician.
0: Yeah, yeah, or, or yeah, or some type of trades uh, trades trade first. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah. So um, so I thought that was funny, Jack. My question to you is um, at at when they throw these first pitches out. Um, usually, it's like a scrub on the team who catches it. Um, like with the Cubs, it's always the, the most the newest guy on the roster. Sure, yeah. So my question to you is like like you throw out the first pitch. That's a big deal. Like it's you know it's a once in a lifetime sort of thing. Um, or if you happen to know someone from Guaranteed Rate, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you get in. But um, other than that, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Um, and it's like you know you throw the ball, you you get that ball, you put it on your mantle or wherever. You it's a prized possession. So, would you want? Let's. Who's the newest guy on the Cubs roster right now? Let's say it's Derek Holland. Okay. You know, there's probably he's or, probably
0: the guy that would catch the pitch. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or like Mark Zagunis or something. Mark Zagunas.
0: I can imagine Kyle Ryan for a time was catching first pitches. Yeah.
1: Any one of those guys. Yep. If you throw out a first pitch, would you want that ball signed by like a, a Mike Mark, Zag- Mark Zagunas? Or would you want it just as is, like pristine, displayed on your mantle?
0: Yeah, I think I'd want it as is. I'd be like, he'd sign it, be like, "No, I'm good. I'm good, Aaron Bummer." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
1: You'd yeah. like wrestle it out of his hand. Yeah. No, like, no, nah, don't, don't touch that, Aaron <laughs> Bummer. You yeah. know what's a bummer? Seeing your signature on this first pitch ball <laughs> in 20 years. That's a bummer to me. Yeah. I mean, so that's like, my that's my answer to you, Jeremy. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it seems to me like it's like I would not want that guy's signature on that ball. No. I wouldn't want it anyway. No. So, like, yes, that's one of uh, a couple hypothetical questions I'm going to post you uh, throughout this podcast. I
0: like it, Jeremy. Uh, so, what's your twenty tonight? Yeah. Um, I, I, somehow, I was distracted during this. Uh, this yeah. This well,
1: promotion. Not nothing. Nothing exciting. Nothing as exciting as popcorn this time. Right. Uh, Alyssa <laughs> was there hosting tonight. Yeah. Um, has it been a couple games now since Chris has yeah, been
0: well, uh So I feel like maybe Chris did the last one, which was Marlins, but Twins is a little bit more of a marquee series, so that's okay, probably well, why they brought Alyssa out. Yeah,
1: to follow along with your theory of him getting the crap series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, He's been demoted to the B team. One thing that was funny to me, Jack, uh, they were announcing it because it was Blackhawk. That's what the What's Your 20 was about, about Blackhawks. Okay. They said something like, come to section so-and-so and and sign up for a Blackhawks prize pack or whatever, and you'll get to meet members of the street team. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like they made it. You know, there was like it's like you get to meet members of, and then it's like you're like the Blackhawks. Yeah. Like, oh, do I get to meet fucking uh-huh. Jonathan Taves or something? It's like no, the Street Team. Yeah, it's like,
0: so the bit the, like the Blackhawks people who throw out um the t shirts, the t shirts. Yeah, yeah,
1: like fucking like no, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll uh I, I I don't know. I'll do some. I'll like. Take a tour of all the bathrooms at US at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. I don't. I don't need to meet someone from the fucking street team. Okay, no. That's not getting me out of my seat. Yeah. Anyway, so it was a it was a little bit of a like a bait and switch or like a, it was a fast. They pulled a fast one on us. Right,
0: um, Jeremy. There were some uh, some. I think they were like finance bros who were sitting behind us. Yeah, I never um, looked.
1: I never turned around to look him in the face. No, um, couldn't, so, I couldn't bear to. do So. It.
0: When they first sat down behind us, um, there was this, this one guy. I feel like all of the other guys were already in place, but like this one guy came in, and he was like yes. much louder yeah. than all of the other guys. So, Jeremy, my first impression of this guy was, was the way that he talked. Yes, um, yes. Okay, so yes. he sounded like... Uh, uh, listeners, if you can imagine, like like Elvis or Johnny Bravo, or this is like a, a kind of a deep cut. But for all you movie fans out there, he sounded like Joe Don Baker. Like he he he, <laughs> he, he sits he sits down and he's like, hey, I'm out there trying to catch home run balls and. Y'all are uh, behind this protective screen, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because we were behind the well, everywhere in U.S. Um, guaranteed rate is behind a protective screen. But yeah, yeah he was a uh, you know he was uh, talking like this, and I, I was like, <laughs> wh- why is he? Why is he talking like that?
1: Yeah. Well, um, I have a slightly different take on it, but they did they did ultimately have a, a southern twang to their yeah. voice a little bit. But to me, he kind of sounded like he kind of sounded like I can't I can't do it. That's the thing is I'm not going to strongly commit to this bit. But he kind of sounded like this, like he I to me he sounded. I was trying to think like I think this is that's how like Stifler talked in like American Pie when yeah. he was talking to adults right oh like, sure that yeah, like, he, yeah that, that very polite voice like this he was talking kind of like this the more something. formal voice yeah yeah right. like it was weird like it definitely was a peculiar voice and yes. like you know I think we had different reads on it but yes he comes down and he sits down and the first thing he says was like Guys, I was out there trying to catch a home run ball, and you're here sitting behind protective netting.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, So, yeah, I like the sort of Rashomon take we have on on this guy. But Um, he did
1: say the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. so he
0: said that same thing. And Jeremy, I couldn't make it out because he said it too fast. But he said something about Doctor Quinn medicine woman.
1: Did you hear yes. that? Oh, that's right. Yes. What yes, yes, did, yes. What?
0: What was it that he said? Right. I,
1: meant, I damn it! I forgot to write that in my notes. But yeah, yeah he definitely did say Doctor Quinn medicine woman. Yeah. He's but, like, you guys are like Doctor Quinn medicine woman out here. You're sitting behind plaque, protective netting. It was something like that. Yeah.
0: I. I, I didn't. I didn't understand the the connection he, to Doctor Quinn, but like that he was like the, that. that was like the big joke. That mm-hmm. was like his big joke that he made, and it, it got a. I think it got a laugh from the oh, other yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, maybe it was a courtesy laugh I don't know
1: he definitely did say that as soon as he sat down and like yeah so yeah that was weird I, and I, I yeah I don't remember and honestly I picked up on I like heard them talking but like I never really clung on to anything concrete that they said they were talking about like fucking like Hey, you have to fill out this slip at work. Like they were talking about or like you have to fill out one of these uh, 1409s or something. Yeah,
0: like, and they they were like, yeah, like uh, ch- check the cash flow for the Tennessee account. Like they they were the type of guys yeah. <laughs> who like go to a baseball game and then just talk about work the whole yeah, time. Yeah, right, right, right. Like really? And and that that was the whole time, Jeremy, because I was kind of trying to tune into things they were saying. Yeah. It was it was just that the whole
1: time. I did hear him say something about darts. He okay. said something like I threw He's like, aren't those the things that you use to throw darts at the board or something? Like he was making some sort of illusion of like taking like pieces of paper and using like sticking it to a dart and throwing it on a dartboard or something like meaning like it was like trash or something mm-hmm. i think uh and then he also said something later on about uh someone being killed by a drone
0: yeah i heard, you that, heard that, too. that too he's right? like he's like yeah he's like yeah they were killed by a drone in 2006 yeah 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 he's
1: like, what yeah what the fuck is he talking about i don't yeah. know um yeah. yeah that was odd it was um I can say this. I can jump ahead really quick. Another odd thing that, like, I saw was, like, there were these three guys in front of us. I don't know if it's too early to get into this, but it ties into what they said. Yeah. Um. You know, whatever the dynamic was with those people, but, like, one of the guys was with, like, a girl... And, like, he leaned over to his friend and he showed him this article about um, a hot dog vendor that died. You saw that, right? Oh,
0: so I saw that it was about a hot dog vendor, but I didn't see it was about a guy that died. It
1: was a woman, actually. A a female hot dog vendor. Um, I I found the article because I looked over his shoulder and read the headline. And it was from DNA Info from
0: 2014.
1: Oh. And uh, I should mention that DNA Info was uh, a local, uh, like... Neighborhood blog that was shut down by the Ricketts family. Oh, okay. by Joe Joe Ricketts specifically. He somehow owned DNA Info, and then he shut it down and like fired all the workers. Even though it was a per- it was a very useful blog. Uh, anyway, uh, the headline is the hot dog lady, well known vendor for Cubs White Sox, dead at seventy one. Jesus, and she's like, I think I mean she's an Asian woman. Her name is Ho Pun Padzet.
0: Do you remember seeing her at games?
1: I not really. No, okay. I don't. Okay, um, and I should have because yeah, you go to enough of them. Yeah, uh, but he just like pulled that up for some reason and was showing it to a friend of his, and like it was weird because like that, and then, like, the people talk, like, talking about, like, someone killed by a drone. It was, like, weird. It was, like, death was in the air, and I guess it's kind of, like, the death of the White Sox season, too. It's, like, it's it's the decay of the White Sox season. Because right. Because it's been dead for a while, but. Yeah. So, I thought that there was, like, this odd air of death in the air a little bit. Yeah. It was odd. That was strange. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. J- I guess just to touch on those three people in front of us, like, yeah. the dude who was, like, with the couple was just a total third wheel. Yeah, yeah. He I was mean, a sad bastard. He, he was. I felt sorry for the guy. Yeah. You know? And then they, so the, the couple who was like with him just like left at like in like the seventh inning oh, and then he the, stayed.
1: That's right, he did stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like,
0: "Oh, these people didn't come together or whatever." Like it, it was it was kind of sad. Like I felt sorry <laughs> this guy was a, just a sad sack, like a total third wheel. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, that's right. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was sad. It wasn't even like funny. It was no, just kind of No, no. It
0: was it was a downer. Yeah. Um and then not then they're looking at articles about people dying. <laughs> um uh so um uh so let's see. There was the uh uh so we saw a good home run rob. We can get to that a little bit later. There was think okay. fast with yeah. uh Carson Fulmer. Carson Fulmer who isn't the... even on the probably in AAA or something right now or Yeah, hurt. I don't even know. No, th- He wasn't I... on the
1: roster. Okay, yeah, cuz I couldn't remember if like he had pitched recently or anything, yeah. but um yeah, so his name as many NHL teams as as you can in 30 seconds or whatever and like the guy, the contestant in in stadium did a pretty respectable job. Eighteen,
0: 18 NHL teams. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I then, wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have been. I probably can't name seven. Yeah, it'd be
1: interesting to see how many yeah. uh, I could name. But, um, but uh yeah. But and then Carson Fulmer named like six or something. Yeah, like,
0: including means. the Los Angeles
1: Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then he corrected himself to the Anaheim a- Ducks. Yeah. which was weird but uh, uh-huh. so anyway so yeah um, that was a, a drubbing Carson Fulmer got uh, rocked Yeah, much did. like his baseball career uh, right yeah
0: so, the, at, kind of directly oh. after yes. that, um, they were showing fans on the screen, and they, they showed one guy uh, picking his nose.
1: Yeah, he was with his girlfriend, too, which is uh, pretty that, bad. Oh, that
0: sucked. He was probably, like, he probably waited for a moment that his girlfriend, like, wasn't looking and just tried to, like, pick his <laughs> nose a little bit, and yeah. then he got shown on the screen.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: I mean, hey, we've all been there, right? We, like, take a scan of the room and see no one's really <laughs> paying attention to you, and you just gotta get out that one, like, uncomfortable booger. You yeah, know? sure. But, you know, I uh, do
1: a little, I'll do a little, like put the hand over and then get in there because sure. like it's you're telegraphing what you're doing but at least no one literally sees you do it right right yeah you save a little face that way <laughs> <laughs> just a little
0: but uh, yeah everybody's worst nightmare uh, happened to this guy apparently. yeah i guess uh-huh. I,
1: I will say though that that camera is right in your face i don't know how you don't like it wasn't like a stealth shot like they weren't like shooting him from across the stadium the camera was right there in front of him i, I right. don't know yeah. this guy must be some kind of you know sociopath or something I don't know but anyway um, but yeah so uh, we want to talk about the foul ball well yeah let's talk about so a foul ball came
0: uh, back to the um, the the press box area yeah Yeah, and uh, Danny Gladden uh, pretty
1: sure it was Danny Gladden uh, radio color guy for the Minnesota Twins yeah Uh, um did he catch it, or he made a play on it? Uh, he made a play for it.
0: Yeah, he made a play for it. I don't think he actually got it, but no. he stood up for a while after, and you could
1: see he had a glove. He so had a he mitt brought, on. Yeah, yeah he brought his glove with him, and uh, he was like then, and even afterwards, he was like kind of like like you could see him pantomiming the the trajectory of the ball. Like yeah, t- I'm sure he was like all in the ear of like the the play by play guy, either explaining why he missed it or saying like yeah, you know, you gotta watch it come in or whatever. Like it was funny just to watch him from like you know 250 feet away. Him, like, kind of talk about how, like, he, you know, made a play on this ball or whatever, and just the way that a former player would talk about it. You
0: right. Know? Um, yeah, and yeah, Danny Gladden. For those of you who don't know, uh, he was on both the '87 and '91 uh, Twins World Series yeah. teams. Scored the winning run in Game Seven of the '91 World Series. The Only which run is, scored, right? Uh, well, yeah, it would have been because that was the Jack that was the Jack Morris ten uh, inning shutout, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Generally considered the greatest uh, World Series uh, ever to be played, the '91 mm-hmm. World Series. In that
1: game specifically, if you you know, some people were like, were comparing the Game Seven uh, Cubs Indians game. To that one, and I think people ultimately said, like, well, I think that '91 game was a little bit better, but, mm. uh, but yeah, but like, yeah, iconic game, iconic run,
0: right. Um, and these days, uh, Danny Gladden, perhaps best known because his daughter is married to the son of Gary Gaetti.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting uh, tidbit. Yeah, um, uh, that that uh, that is in his uh, bio on the, the Twins website.
0: Right. Well, yeah. If you've ever if you've ever seen a picture of Gary Gaetti, let's hope that that couple's children looks like the mother. Because, yeah. 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 Uh, and, that,
1: and that's sight unseen on Dan Gladden's daughter. But right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Gary Gaetti is uh, not one of the uh, better looking uh, baseball players in history. No, I would say. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. I also imagine like there's got to be some sort of like. I kind of feel like Gary Gaetti probably ribs Dan Gladden about his daughter being married to his sons in yeah. some weird way too, like yeah. in the way only former teammates and baseball players could rib each other. about Right.
0: It. I, I always remember Gary Gaetti because he uh, was one of the last players to uh, go without ear flaps.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was grandfathered in.
0: Yeah, was he still doing that when he was uh, in his very much later career? I think yeah. he was. Yeah. yeah, I think he did. Did he end his years. career with the
1: Cubs? I think he went. To another team after the Cubs. Okay. But he hit a home run in that game 163 against the Giants in 98. Oh, wow. Um, I okay. actually think he might have went to the Giants after the Cubs. Was he on the Cards, too, for a while? He Yeah, he was. Gosh. I think that was uh, yeah. after the uh, Twins. Yeah, I want to
0: say Twins, Royals, maybe Cards after that.
1: Twins, Angels, Royals, uh, Cardinals, Cubs, uh, Boston. Oh, for wow. Five games for five in games in Kind of he, a... Yeah, he played. Uh, well, that was ninety-nine or ninety-nine. He played one hundred and thirteen games. Wow, with the Cubs. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, in his age forty seasons. So. Yeah, then five games with the Red Sox. In 2000, An unceremonious end. He just had to get to the, 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 the 21st century, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, oh, that was in 2000. That's in neat. In 2000.
0: Um, yeah, uh, spanning three decades. I think
1: people argue whether 2000 is part of the 20th century or the 19th century. Mm, all right. Uh, but that's a story for another time. For another... For the off-season, at least. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Uh, so... Uh, similar to, um, so, so we had another, it wasn't a player encounter, but this guy looked like a player. He looked, he was like a CJ Edward. He looked a little bit like CJ Edwards. Yeah. There
1: was a guy, um, roaming our section who looked like CJ Edwards. Kind of Uh, a string
0: bean type of, type of guy. Yeah.
1: Tall, uh, tall black guy with like, he had kind of had like a, a kind of that, that, that goatee like CJ Edwards has as well. I, Jack, one of the reasons why, um. The first time I saw him actually was when they were throwing t-shirts in the stands. They threw one like right, like kind of like maybe three, four rows ahead of us. And it, this, and the CJ Edwards guy was going up like to get food or use the bathroom and it almost hit him. But over his head was like a clamoring of people like reaching for a t-shirt and he was like none the wiser. But like this whole like thing happened like right over his head, right behind him of these people like going for a t-shirt. And uh, I thought that was weird. That was the first time I noticed him. Um I uh, at some point shortly thereafter got up and here's the here's the resolution. I did get uh, two two hot dogs. You did. I had you to did. pick up two hot dogs. Two hot
0: dogs and a large soda.
1: Two uh, two hot dogs, a large Coke Zero for six seventy five in two thousand nineteen. is a pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good price. Like
0: you said, Jeremy, that's what things should cost. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. I would be
1: all about a combo. Of those three things for for under seven bucks, I I, I would accept that, uh, but it was dollar dog night, that's why it happened. Um, so what happened though uh, after that is I came back and like I was trying to catch up with my scorecard. There was a uh, a situation maybe with the White Sox or something going on, and I was like trying to watch it before I I really dug into my dogs. So what I did was I at some point I put down like the two hot dogs, my napkins, um, and like my phone or something on the ground to fill it, to like write something in my scorecard and like pretty much like, oh, and my soda. And right as I did that, pretty much right as I did that, CJ Edwards guy cuts through our road to go back by his people and we were the only two people in the whole damn row. Yeah, we were.
0: Uh, And so, and we were the only two people in the row, but also like in, and his family was on the other side of our, our, like of us. So like they were on the end of that row. So between us, there was nobody, but also in front of us. There was nobody in those seats, so he could have easily yeah. just walked down like one thing and like cut completely across and gone to his family on the other side. Yeah,
1: for some reason, he cut through our aisle. Yeah,
0: but but he didn't just cut through, Jeremy. So I mean, you were you know, and we've all been there. You had a bunch of stuff that you were bringing back to your seat, and like yeah. you know, you needed like a, a a second to like just get your shit together. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you for needed sure. to figure out how you were gonna situate the hot dogs with the soda and your scorecard. Yeah, and so yeah, you were in the process of sorting that out, and while you were kind of uh messing around on the ground there not only did the, the guy didn't cut through he like impatiently stood like right right next to you like <laughs> uncomfortably close to you waiting for you to like finish like getting up so he like sit waiting for you to sit up so he could cut through so it like yeah you know he, he like he in the time it took him to wait for you to like get your shit together and sit up, yeah, yeah, he could have yeah. just cut across that like that row in front of us and gone up to his family.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I want to say, Jeremy, and I'll I'll say this now. That is one of my pet peeves yeah. when people do that. So like when I go to oh, the yeah. gi- when I go to the gym um, and like I'm I'm after a workout and I'm changing from my workout clothes to my uh, street clothes, okay. um, my my jeans and my whatever t shirt I'm wearing to walk outside. And I'll be at my locker, right? Yeah. And then, like, some dude will, like, um, you know, maybe he had the locker next to me. And so instead of just, like, going on a bench somewhere and sitting down, he'll just, like, stand right there, like, right behind me, like, waiting for me to get dressed. And okay. so I can either, like, choose to get dressed really fast or say, like, oh, do you need to, like, get in here Yeah. or something. Like, you're putting all of the onus on me To like notice that you're here when you could just fucking back off. You could back the fuck off for a second and, like, just give me some fucking space because that's what I do.
1: Jack's getting angry, folks.
0: Yeah, and, like, that—that so that is one of my pet peeves, sure. you know, and so, like, you know, eventually I'm never nice about that, like, when people do that, so, like, you know, I... Like,
1: so, is this person done working out? Yeah, so this okay. person is
0: done working out, too, and they're trying to get at their locker so they can change, and really, right. like, all, it, all, if you just say, like, oh, yeah, like, excuse me, I'm in the locker next to you, I'll be like, yeah, fine, but, like, when people just stand there, okay. like, um you know, having no awareness of their surroundings and, like, just waiting for you to finish. And, like, you know, you can tell they're looking at you and, like, you know, it's, like... Dude, like get get out of here. Like, just let me finish changing, or like have the uh, assertiveness to like come in and say, "Hey, excuse me, can I get in there?" Yeah. Either one of those, but don't just stand there sure, and sure, wait sure. for me to finish. So that's what this guy did to you. Uh-huh. Like he like stood there and waited for you like to to get your stuff together instead yeah, of yeah, either yeah. saying, "Excuse me," or like want, like doing the more sensible thing. Of walking like a row down and cutting through, um, so yeah, that was that. This guy like just executed like one of my absolute pet peeves, yeah. right
1: there. Well, okay, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I want there's I want to unpack a couple things there because yeah. like I've you, you got me going on like a, a, a tangent really quickly uh, about the gym stuff specifically because like my one of my pet peeves at the gym is when I uh like I. Th- I'm trying to think of, like, where where I'm at when I do this. But, like, I get annoyed when, like, someone has all their shit spread out on the bench. Mm-hmm. And they are, like, getting dressed or whatever. And then, like, someone... And then I, I'll try to come in and, like, use, like, a locker that's over there. But they won't move their shit. Yes. I, yeah. I, I, I get pissed on, about that. And so sometimes I'll just put my bag down on top of there. I'll, like, just drop my bag down. Yeah. And, like, uh, and, like I have, like, a lock in my bag. And, it, like, it makes, like, a hard sound when it hits the wood. And I'll do it on purpose because it's, like... I'll give them time to move their stuff because, like, when I'm there and changing and I see someone coming, I will move my stuff, like, because I, yes. I, yeah, I just want to, like, make myself small, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's common and, courtesy, too. Yeah, and, like, these people are, like, fucking spread out, and so, like, I'll throw my shit down, like, like, kind of loud, and sometimes I'll even put it on their stuff. If if they don't move it in, like, a, in a in a courteous amount of time, I'll put my stuff down on top of theirs. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And then, like, I... Yes, There's been times where guys will be like, oh, 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 and like, they'll move it or something. Yeah. I will say about uh, this guy is um, I had my stuff down and I saw that he was trying to get through. And I, I actually said like – I I probably didn't say it loud enough, but I'm like, oh, you're going to have to wait a second. And I went down and I, I got all my stuff and I made sure that I got it and like didn't yeah. rush through because I didn't want him to step on my fucking hot dogs. Right. And then he did, he did say like, oh, my bad. Yeah. And like I was like – I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. Like, I mean, so like, I do think he he did it did register did, with him. with him what he was do what he was making me do, right? Um, and he did say my bad. You know, I guess that's you know our the modern day society's way of saying, oh, sorry. Yeah, you know, uh, I
0: didn't sat did hear
1: him say that. He did say it. I mean, it's he still did it. He still could have just did something else. <laughs> like, he could have done his plan B or whatever. But like. He did say it's so like I did appreciate that or whatever, but like I was like I've I've made that decision, Jack, of like people going through the aisle too fast. I've made the decision of like blocking them out with my body because there'll be people who like push through and like they'll step on your cause I like to put my scorecard in the aisle. Like yeah. they'll step on your scorecard, like I've, they'll still almost step on your food or they'll step over it. And it's like, no, I don't want your foot passing over <laughs> my like Thing of nachos, you know. Yeah. So I'll literally block them out and take my time to pick my stuff up, and then get out of, and then move. Then they can come through. So mm-hmm. like, I, I I've tried to make effort, like like you know, efforts to to prevent that from happening. Yeah, but it was a weird thing. Like yeah, it was. So- I didn't think we'd talk about C.J. Edwards guy this long. But, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Well, if anything, I'll, one thing I'll say about him is that his ERA is probably lower than C. J. <laughs> the Edwards. real C.J.
1: Edwards. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So they brought another uh, uh, veteran out as they usually do in about the fourth inning. Yeah, um, yeah. And
1: again, yeah, again, um, uh, this may have happened a little earlier in the night, but like they brought out a veteran. Uh, and this guy was uh, this was like a military lifer. He was in like World War II or well, he something. He was in he was in Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. in yeah. yeah. He was in. Um, and then he was like some sort of like like he was, he had some, it seemed maybe like an honorary, uh, position in desert storm too. So like, yeah, he spanned like a long time and then he was in like every, you know, conflict in between as well. Um, but, uh, you know, so they, you know, the white Sox, especially like they'll honor the veterans and everyone will stand up and giving them a standing ovation or whatever. And it's a mild annoyance when you're trying to fill in your scorecard or do whatever. Um, but you know, it, it, that's the culture there. So you do it, whatever. Um, But uh, my question to you, Jack, is, like, the White Sox, um, you mentioned... uh, Did we mention it? No, we didn't, actually. Um, But, like... The White Sox, one of the base coaches, depending on what side of the field it's on, at this point now it seems like it's the uh, third base coach. Yeah,
0: who is not is it? It's not McEw- McEwing it's anymore. Frank, it's Capra. Frank
1: Capra, which Frank is Cap- not it's not Frank Capra, but Nick Capra. I Nick Capra, yeah, man, yeah. Frank Capra's the film director. Yeah, well, yeah, he should maybe change his name to Frank. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, so good old uh, good old uh, Capra uh, goes over and like. As this guy is getting, like, a standing ovation, he goes over and shakes his hand and says something to him, like, yep. you know, thank you for your service or whatever. But my question to you, Jack, about this is, if you were that veteran getting that standing ovation, would you want it interrupted by Nick Capra giving you a handshake, or would you want to just... Stand and look at the crowd and take it in.
0: Yeah, I, you see, I, I, no, I, I take it in, Jeremy. I would want to yes. take it in. I feel like part of the reason, uh, Nick Capra does it, it's like that's, that's his favorite part of the game, probably. Yeah, for that's sure. That's the moment where the most people are, like, looking at him and they get to say, oh, like, wow, that Nick Capra, like, really, yeah, great guy, like, really yeah, appreciates really the service that all the of troops, these troops, yeah. yeah. absolutely. <laughs> that's all it is. That's, yeah. that, that moment is not about Nick Capra, like, congratulating no. this, this veteran. That moment
1: is about Nick it's Capra. It's almost rude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to do it, yeah. It's, it's yeah, like, it's, let, let the guy fucking... Rece- How many times are you going to get a standing ovation at a... B- baseball players don't even get that. No. You only get that if you go, like, seven innings of, like, you know, shut out baseball. Right.
0: Or if you're a guy who played on a team a long time and then left that team and then you're coming back to play a home game there. And yeah. And it's, like, you're first at bat. Yeah, exactly. No, you yeah. know what You know what that is, Jeremy? You know what the cap remove is? Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's when, like, Sammy... You remember in the game when Mark McGuire hit his 60-second home run? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. like, Sammy Sosa, like, <laughs> when he was running the bases, like, came up to him and, like, gave him a hug that's what yeah. that is it's like Sammy Sosa get out of here <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. Mark McGuire's moment and yeah, you're yeah just like you're just like butting in on it yeah for sure um, yeah it,
1: it used to be Daryl Boston Daryl Boston used to do it I think they yep. used to make the they put the veteran maybe closer to home plate yeah they and Darryl did Boston would yes. pass him mm-hmm. yeah so now he's closer to like third base and so yeah it's 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 Nick Capra so Nick Capra. yeah I was thinking about that I'm like Man, let the guy look at the crowd and, like, see them all cheering for him. Yeah. Like, he spent, he wasted half of that moment with Nick Capra talking to him or whatever. It's like, get out of here. I don't even know who you are. Are you Frank Capra? Maybe if you're Frank Capra, you can do it. But uh, you might be, you know, you might be a, a Russian sympathizer, so I can't. I can't. Uh, you, know, so I'm, you know, I'm on the the good guy side, I guess. But um, he was named in the McCarthy hearings, wasn't he? Frank Capra. Uh, Frank
0: Capra. I not that I recall. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about uh, okay. that that era. Of, Who knows? Uh, uh, so, but anyway, um, uh, Jeremy, we haven't had a lot of better uh, Bender drama. No, um, no, this no. Year, but there was a lemonade guy. Um, who was saying lemonade? Yeah, well,
1: I mean, like, honestly, exactly. That's the point. Is like, we haven't had a lot of vendor stuff uh, material this this uh, this season. So, like, I feel like this. I'm I'm a little grasping at straws a little bit. But the lemonade guy said lemonade funny. I thought. <laughs> I think, and I can't even remember how. He, I think it was like this: lemonade, lemonade, lim- lemonade. <laughs> I might be putting some artistic license on that, but I think it was like lemonade. I think he said it like that. <laughs> so, I mean, that is mean, worth mentioning. I mean, we're yeah. chuckling about it now. That's that's I, was,
0: I was thinking about buying some of that lemonade. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's you probably know. why. Yeah. yeah, probably
1: got to you, his, um, his uh, voice affectation. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, All right. Uh, so, uh, I have written down... What do I have? I have two things about... Oh, yeah. So, that when, there was a, a large family sitting in front of us.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, like... And, like, I think that this family owns, like three rows of season tickets yeah, or something. Yeah, they have a bunch of season tickets. And they just, they, they, they walk around like they own the guy. Well, I, I think
0: they have their own business. It's some sort of car business. I don't want to oh, name really? it on okay. here to call them out. But like, yeah, like, and so they were all wearing t-shirts, like, from this, this okay. like, business. It, it basically, it seems like it's some kind of body shop. Okay. But um, so yeah, it would make sense that like they bought out you know um uh, three rows and like everybody everybody who wants to can like come to the games. It yeah, seems like. sure.
1: They, I bet they fix like White Sox cars for free or something <laughs> they get those seats or something. Right. Yeah. They're ficking, fixing fixing uh, Ricky uh, uh, Renteria's you know pickup truck or something. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So like yeah, and and we, we at this point we kind of sit in the same air general area now, and so like yeah, we have to deal with these people all the time, and they just they're just standing up like the whole the majority game. of the game. Yeah, yep. definitely. When, every, every entrance and exit takes like five to 10 times longer than it would a normal person. Cause they yeah. stand up and they're like looking at each other. they they hug each other. They're shaking hands, like just to get up, to get a hot dog. It's like, Oh, you got a hot dog. Oh, great. Let me shake your hand. Let me hug you. Let's stand around, look a little bit. And then we'll sit down like after, you know, two batters have already been retired. Um, but not to, not to carry on about them. Uh, but, uh, um, I thought uh, – one thing that was funny was um, being Blackhawks night, I guess that they were like handing out like – they were trying to sell Blackhawks season tickets or whatever. One of the guys – and it must have been the, the like the patriarch of the family like of, for this night at least. He was – there was one guy who's like really an older guy. He seems like the grandfather or great-grandfather of all these people there because uh, they all seem related somehow. Uh, this guy was, like, maybe that guy's son or something. He was, like, maybe in his, like, 60s or something. Maybe, like, late 50s. But he, he was an older guy. But he wasn't as old as, like, the oldest guy. But I think it was him who was looking at this. But someone in front of us from that group was looking at a pamphlet for, for Blackhawk season tickets. And he was looking at, like, it was, like, a 21-game Makita plan. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... And it's just he's like he kept like studying it, like and there were like different packet ticket packages and he kept looking at it and I'm thinking there I'm sitting there thinking like, is he like he's considering buying Blackhawks season tickets like just because they were there? Like like I guess part of the reason for having Blackhawk's night is to recruit people to buy season tickets or whatever. And this guy's actually sitting there considering buying the twenty one McKe- uh, Stan Makita plan. Twenty one game <laughs> Stan Makita plan. And then on the back it was like a, a nine game Bobby Hull plan. Mhm. And he's just like looking at this thing like the only thing I could think of was like he's like, "Oh yeah, well who do I get in this package? Oh, I get to see the uh Kings and I get to see the Bruins and you know, like right. just per- per- perusing the, these like game yeah. plans and like, "What's what are you doing?" I, like, are you going to buy it right now yeah. while you're at this White Sox game? Yeah, yeah. And like, are you going to buy it just cuz it seems at best like an impulse buy that like he was like roped into buy. Like he comes home and he's like, like how was the game, honey? He's like, ah, I ran to find Blackhawks <laughs> season tickets. <laughs> like Blackhawks, you were at a you were at a White Sox game. Yeah. So I thought it was funny, and he was looking at it for a long time. And it's like, was he just that bored that he just needed something to read, and he didn't have a phone or something? But it was very odd. Um, so anyway, um, and you know, uh, you know, and the game was going on, and uh, you know. Uh, um, well, I'll save I'll save the next thing for later. But that was one of the things that like, these guys came up later at the very tail end of the game. But yes, we got a couple more things to talk about before we get to that. Yeah, um, brewing with Ozzy was another was a rerun. It was a rerun. All they, have, all they have is the salsa dancing one. It's the only episode they have. Yes, but apparently, I guess, like in their minds, it's like well, I mean, so we you know we don't know if it's fully transitioned to brewing with with Ozzy now, but. What we do know is that they'd they more rather show reruns of Brewing with Ozzy than show any reruns or new episodes of Brewing with Ricky... And quite honestly, Jack, what you said.
0: Well, yeah, uh, just like I, like it seems like just watching that one rerun of Brewing with Ozzy is actually better than <laughs> any of the new episodes with Ricky that they were producing.
1: Yeah, um, any of them for for any for that. Yeah. Bit. Now, or one or thing new.
0: we one thing we hadn't noticed or hadn't brought up is oh, that yeah. at the beginning of the video. Uh, Ozzie is carrying the World Series trophy yes. into the
1: Goose Island Brewery. In the brewery, and then when he goes and he picks up that beer and he drinks it right off the line, he's holding the World Series trophy in the other hand. That's something yeah we hadn't noticed. I wonder. Do you think that's the real World Series trophy? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I I want, I mean, the Cubs have theirs like on permanent display mm-hmm. at Wrigley. So yeah, it could be. I mean, if, if I'm sure the White Sox have one, and I'm sure that it's probably. At the stadium somewhere, like in the off the front office maybe or something. So I could see them like lending it to him to take to uh, to for the shoot. I could know? see
0: like all of the grips and people associated with the White Sox, like as he was carrying it, being like, ugh, ugh. like <laughs> yeah, oh, God, right. like hope he doesn't drop it. Yeah, right. Um, but it, it's uh, it it's it's a it's funny though. Like it I, is I funny. wish I do. I wish they would make more. Even like watching that, having watched that one for a third time, like yeah. there's still stuff that we hadn't caught yet. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the it's the clip that keeps on giving. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so Jeremy, you mentioned that like this guy was looking at um, the family in front of us was looking at uh, Blackhawk season ticket packages. Yeah. Like I guess this was just a night where people were like looking at their uh, their phones and, yeah. and just not paying attention to the game. Well,
1: like I said, it was like the decay. Of the the 2019 White Sox season you yeah. know, it's like not quite turned into dust yet but it's <laughs> it's dead on the vine and it's just you know rusting away basically yeah so there was this guy
0: uh, in front of us this this dude was by himself yeah. and Jeremy pointed out that he looked like the guy
1: from Ace of Cakes <laughs> uh, he looked like chef duff from Ace of Cakes, like so, he was like kind of like a a wide guy, like he had a big, he had a, like a big head, yeah, like shaved or bald or whatever, yeah, like and a then, Kojak head, yeah, 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 like a meaty like <laughs> like bald head, yeah. uh, but with like a beard, yeah, and yeah, he looked just like Chef Duff from Ace of Cakes. So this guy is sitting here by himself. There's
0: nobody else in this section, nope. and he's just like playing Candy Crush on his
1: phone. Yeah, it wasn't even Candy no. Crush. It was some kind of Bo- bootleg like like Puzzle game like that, yeah,
0: and and so he's just sitting here on his phone doing this. Well, while well, the game is going on, and yeah. he's not even paying any attention to the game, not and, at all. And he's by
1: himself. Yes, like he, he looked like he was in a a doc, a dentist waiting room, or yes. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and I, I was wondering why, like, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. You're not with anybody. You, you don't have to be here. You're, yeah. Um. you're like, did you promise you'd give Wellington Castillo a ride <laughs> That's home what I was or something? Say. Is like, one of the
1: White Sox players to his ride home, or yeah, something? like yeah,
0: it, it just it it, <laughs> it boggles the mind. He could like, have left. Yeah, he easily could have left, but he was here <laughs> playing like Candy Crush on his phone. Uh, yeah, I don't,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And it's not like he was like trying to kill time or like like or like like get a quick game in between at bats and like look up. He never looked up once. No, like he he didn't seem interested. And like yes, it seemed like hey man, no one's making you stay here. You could just yeah go.
0: yeah. So it's just it's one of those things. uh, I feel like with baseball games in general, but especially White Sox games, like there's always people where you're like, you know, how did this person end up at this game? Why is this person here? Yeah. That that what's their story? And so that was definitely uh, this guy. Yeah, Um, for sure. And so then at the end, Jeremy, and I think this was maybe maybe the what you wanted to bring up about this family was that uh, the. The patriarch, the sixty-year-old guy, um, right when the game ended, because during the ninth inning the White Sox got a guy on base. Yeah, not.
1: Hold on, because there was one thing before the very, very okay. okay. But um, so before that, like, like, I mean. Listen, the writing was on the wall early in this game that the White Sox were not going to win. No, so any sort of like ill will you had about the White Sox losing, you probably I feel like you should have processed that already by the <laughs> ninth, by the, by, by the bottom of the ninth. I mean, what, it was eight to two. Was yeah, it? it was eight to two. The final. I don't know if this guy thought that they would score six, seven runs and win the game miraculously in the bottom of the ninth because it didn't seem like it was that was going to happen. The momentum didn't seem to really be there, um, and so. As the like outs were ticking away at the game, he was uh, he started yelling and he's like, "At least hit a homer. Let's see, let a, at least let's see some fireworks." And he was like <laughs> yelling that, and he yelled it more than once. He's he like, did. At least hit a homer. At least let us see some fireworks. <laughs> like yeah. It's like what a what a sad plea from like a, a just defeated person. <laughs> like it's like the guy doesn't care. It's like he just wants to lose eight to three as long as that that one of those runs is like. Um, you know that last run is a Homer so he can see fireworks right yeah and I mean yeah I guess I mean I would say maybe go on a night where they they are advertising that they're gonna shoot off fireworks if you really want to see fireworks right um, otherwise it's just kind of a gamble mm-hmm. um, but uh, but yeah he that he was that was his final plea. Like and, as the yeah, game was and
0: the the baseball gods did not answer that, please. So when, Nor when did uh
1: Yomer Sanchez or <laughs> no, was up in that? No, bottom, yeah, like... I mean yeah,
0: also like pay attention to who's up and like their yeah. likelihood of hitting a home run. It was like Laori Garcia. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh was like his last hope. Yeah. So naturally Laori Garcia I think struck out to end the game or so sort of popped out. Yeah. And then so this guy like in a rage, like he, he spikes his napkin like down on the floor <laughs> like yeah. like cries out in agony and then like heads up the, well, the bleach. He, he goes like ah!
1: Ah! And like and like like he like he was so mad that this is this like this grunt, like this this primal grunt like like spewed out of his mouth and he couldn't he couldn't contain it and he was just like so mad he's like ah! Ah! and then like he but then he starts going up the aisle and, and as he's going up the aisle he keeps turning back to the field and going like ah! 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 <laughs> And he just did it like he did it like five or six times. Yeah, and it's like again, I don't know how he just accepted at that moment that the White Sox were going to lose. Yeah, the game. like I
0: mean, they say
1: there was five stages of grief.
0: Like <laughs> this guy should have been well past stage five he held by them all. like the fifth inning. Yeah, he
1: held them all for the ninth inning, and he yeah. and he went through all of them through in the last two batters of the game. I guess. Yeah, well, they were trailing by six runs, yeah. but but yeah, yeah, and then and then like and then he was standing. At the top of the step, like at the top of the aisle, like as we were like walking out, like yeah. waiting for like the sixty members of his family to 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 join him, I guess. Uh uh-huh. um, And we just walked by him and, and left. But uh, but yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. It just no. I didn't see it percolating that much <laughs> until the end of him. Just for some reason, he was just. He accepted... That he realized that they were going to lose and had lost and just was overcome with anger and was just grunting all the way up the aisle. It was very odd. But, uh, but uh, I mean, I guess he's a real fan. I yeah, right. At least he was invested. Yeah, um, I guess so.
0: Uh, so, yeah, we might... The, all. Contrary to what uh, you may believe by listening to the last hour of this, there was a game that went yeah, on sure, as well. Yeah, sure, 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 um, sure. And so, uh, yeah, let's talk about a few things that happen right now. Um, yeah. Well, what we saw, our boy Wellie Castillo, Wellington Castillo, uh, started at catcher and he took an 0 for four with three strikeouts, I believe.
1: Yeah, and you know, um, you know, his. I don't know uh, what his contract situation is like. You know,
0: I think he's in the last year. He signed a two-year, sixteen yeah. million deal, and I think this is the second year of it. The first year he got popped for steroids and. Uh, now now that he's not doing those anymore, he's hitting uh, under two hundred. About was that
1: last year that he was? Suspended? Yeah, that was that was
0: last year oh, that he was God. suspended. Seems like a long time ago, right?
1: Yeah. Actually, I thought I would have. I wouldn't have been surprised if you told me it was this year. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Because no. we haven't seen like maybe we saw him catch a couple, but it seems like yeah. we were catching uh, James McCann yeah, for a we've while. Been seeing there. Jimmy Jimmy Can Can for well, a while. Well, um, you know, uh, you know his 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 uh, tenure with the White Sox may be ending, but I guess this year he devoted. Um, his his remaining days with the White Sox to keeping the uh, spirit of of Tyler Saladino alive yeah. by using his creepy saxophone walk-up song.
0: Yeah, which is also being used by Tyler Saladino when he's up with Milwaukee.
1: <laughs> yes, it's actually become like a thing like other I actually think I heard it at a Cubs game someone used it. Uh-huh. Um but like it's I don't know why it, baseball players are so like uh you know creative that they're like like, they hear a song, and then, like, now everyone's using it. Right. But it's like, yeah, it's like, God, I thought that when Tyler Saladino left the the Sox, that, that creepy saxophone song, left with him. But, no, Wellington Castillo is keeping it alive, thankfully, I guess. Yeah, and um,
0: hitting about as well as Tyler Saladino did. Yeah, for sure. With, um, with the White Sox. Jeremy, there was something you wanted to say about Jimmy Cordero. Yeah,
1: first of all, I, it's like, I he's, I don't know... Who, who Jimmy Cordero was a <laughs> no. Where he I had from. never
0: heard of Jimmy Cordero before, but he had already pitched like maybe 15 innings with the Sox. Yeah, I, like you said, Jeremy, and I'm kind, I was kind of in the same boat. Maybe because we hadn't been to a White Sox game in over a month. Yeah. but I had completely lost track of like what was happening with that team. Yeah, and like I guess Jimmy Cordero's been up, but like I don't know if he's a prospect or if he's uh, just been if a he's retread. Been, it, it, yeah, retread like so many other White Sox pitchers, and he's yeah. been in the league with other teams for a while.
1: I'd have to imagine he's been with a uh, you know a, a, a slew of teams or whatever. He's yeah. Kind of like a Mania, what's it, Jose Mania or Juan Manaya what's Yeah, Juan, Juan
0: Manaya. Yeah. yeah. Um, Juan Mania might still be on the White Sox. Yeah. I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, who knows? And we have a roster in front of us. Yeah. Uh, but uh, same thing, yeah, Ross Detweiler started this game and, like, we didn't know, like, he started, which game did he start, the, t- the he, Tigers game?
0: He started the Tigers game, yeah, because yeah. he faced Bobby Wilson in and that I, one.
1: I was saying, like, I have no idea if this guy's been in the rotation every five days since then or not. It turns out he... Kind of has, but he's kind of pitched out of relief. But anyway, Jimmy Cordero. I wanted to mention. It uh, made me think of Will Cordero. Yeah, Will
0: Cordero. I was going to ask you about that. You remember Will Cordero? I remember Jeremy?
1: Will Cordero, and his name came up uh, earlier this week. And I was thinking he could have been in our in our Bad Boys episode because he was one of the first players I remember that had like domestic uh, violence like uh, charges yeah. against. Yeah, him. Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, the old Expo, the old uh, Cleveland Indian. He was on was he? Cleveland okay. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I remember he was like one of the first ones that I remember. For, like being like old enough to remember like that oh this guy's a real piece of crap uh, for for doing this like just hearing those like news reports about mm-hmm. him or whatever. And yeah. I, I remember thinking like, oh I can't ever think of this guy the same way because of because of this, but right, so it was it was interesting that he that he that Jimmy Cordero pitched that gave us a chance to bring up Will Cordero mm-hmm. and not let him off the hook for the Bad Boys episode, right? Um, so so yeah, so so, there you go. so yeah,
0: he, Will, Will Cordero, you still got
1: in there, um, yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. There, uh, so okay, Jeremy. So uh, oh, oh, first of all, let's get to C J. Crone, Jeremy. You want to yeah. talk about C J. Crone a little bit,
1: Jack? Here is the third of my three questions. All right. for you Does, yeah. does the spelling the C J. Crone spelling of his last name bother you in any way?
0: Um. Well, I, I feel like it should be like CJ Cron, right, it, maybe, yeah. or it should there should be an e at the end if it's Crone, yeah, or um, an accent mark, over or an the accent o. mark, or <laughs> yeah. something. So there, there, there was really, really no way for you to know that it would be pronounced Crone unless you like heard it said.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's weird. It's, it's like it. Do, I don't. It doesn't keep me up at night, but it does. Like I've heard people call him CJ Cron, and like yep. I, you know, and I'm like, no, it's Crone. But it's like – but I can't blame those people because, no. like, there's no reason for – and, like, sometimes, like, a name – a word like that, like, that ends in an N with a, the O before it, like, in Spanish is pronounced, like, crone. Like, it yeah. would be – like, um, the only thing that's coming to my mind now is "hamon," which is ham in, in Spanish. But it, it's, it's H-A-M-O-N, and it's not hamon, it's hamon, and, like, it's because of that – the accent mark. But, like – CJ Crone is not uh, uh, Latin X at all. No, um, and uh, it's it's one of those names that always like I always like think about that whenever I see his name. Well, yeah, it's it's one of those names where it's like it's not
0: your fault. Like you feel like an idiot for saying their name wrong, but it's yeah. not your fault. Like for years, I called Gerard Dyson. I called him Jared Dyson. Because oh, yeah. his, his name is spelled J A R R O D, and I think it's pronounced Gerard, right? Yeah, it's I guess Gerard it is. Dyson, I guess it but is. I called yeah. him Jared Dyson for a long time. Yeah, and yeah, not, right, right. Not what he was, not not his name at all. So yeah, C J Crone, Jeremy. Yes, I do have a I do have a problem with that spelling. All right, but, there uh, you go. Me uh, but, too. But now we know. Oh, you know, yeah, and we might as well say uh, uh, another guy whose name we weren't sure how to pronounce was. Uh, oh yeah. It, uh, Ari, Ari. Oh, so it's Ari Adrianza. Uh, yeah. Ari is spelled E H I R E. Um yeah. So I thought it was a here. Yeah. Uh, and you were pretty close, Jeremy, weren't you? I think maybe. Yeah.
1: The first I like I was say like I forgot how I said it the first. I said like a a ari or
0: something. yeah. We don't even know what we thought it was before. And I was like,
1: I'm like, I think I've heard I've heard people say it before, but I've never tried to say it. I've never yeah. literally tried it before. Yeah, like,
0: and as you said, like Nor should should you probably have tried to say no. it because his he's not a player whose name is really worth saying. No, but he, no. he, he was he was in the lineup tonight. And he took a one for five. Yeah. Um, tr- uh, okay, so Jonathan Scope, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, I've, I've lamented uh, jo- uh, jo- the name of Jonathan Scope. You were um, not
1: too happy about. It.
0: No, uh, the guy, showing tonight. The guy fucking sucks. But yeah. so of course he hits two home runs tonight. <laughs> yeah, um, two, four, two, four RBI's. Four RBI's, two home runs um, was pretty much the reason that the Twins won this game. Yeah. Uh, so the second home run was uh, off the was caught by uh, uh, my buddy Pat, uh, who is also a uh, listener to the podcast and yeah. also a coworker of mine. Yeah. But so that second home run that he hit, it was late in the game. It was in the eighth inning. Yeah. Uh, the crowd had already pretty much. It had thinned out at that point. But I remember seeing that that ball, like, took a... It kind of landed where there were no people and took a bounce. Uh Um, And so I guess Pat uh, fielded fielded it, uh, you know, off that bounce,
1: so yeah, we ran into him outside of the stadium, so so yeah,
0: we did, so this is how I know that he got the ball, so we were uh, near the red line stop, um, and uh, we ran into him, uh, and so I I flagged him down, and I saw that he had a ball, and I was like, oh, that's super cool, like, how did you get that, thinking it was either something like one of those, uh, between innings, somebody threw it to him, or maybe just a foul ball, turns out it was a home run ball, which is like, that's like, If you go to baseball games and you want to get a ball, that's like, that's the jackpot. That's the, that's the holy grail, getting a home run ball is the holy grail of catching balls at games. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, goddamn Pat, of of course, gets a home run ball, which is awesome (laughs) for him, you know, and and good on him. Like he's a, he's a Twins fan who, who frequently uh, goes to games when they're either in Chicago or or Milwaukee. So, you know, good on Pat. He's a good Twins fan. Yeah, that's Um, awesome. But uh, but yeah, uh, getting a home run ball now. Here's Jeremy, a hypothetical question that I have for myself. Okay, yeah, is that like if it was a home run ball, but it was Jonathan Scope who hit it? Like, uh-huh. would that be tainted for me? <laughs> like, that would be like the Jonathan Scope is one of my least favorite baseball players. <laughs> um, just he was just a total turd for the Milwaukee Brewers <sighs> last yeah. year. Like, would that would that tainted any? Like, Jeremy, if you could think of a guy, if you could like, if it was a somehow Edwin Jackson hit a home run, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. you caught it like you know does that like taint the ball if it's like a guy that you just hate
1: yeah right i i mean i don't know i i would hope that like i'm trying to think of like the 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 overall picture like the ramifications of it like i mean say if i caught say like i caught the rajay davis homer yeah and from the world series and, (laughs) and the cubs lost yeah i mean that would it would eat me up alive yeah um if if it was something where like like, you could, like – you could, like – I mean, Jonathan Scope wasn't the main reason why the, the Brewers didn't, like, make no. it to the World Series last no. year. But he certainly didn't help. Yeah. And so, like, that would kind of sting me a little bit. But, like, he wasn't, like, a single-handed, like – I would hope – I would think, like, even if it was, like, a regular season game and, like, it was, like, a game-winning homer to beat the Cubs but I caught the home run ball, I would be able to, like, look at it and kind of, like, be like, eh, <laughs> eh damn eh, damn, damn ball, beat the Cubs, but I still got it. You know, I think I'd be yeah. able to be okay with it. But, like – for, for for a guy that I truly hated, I mean, yeah, it would be it would be tough. It would be tough. I don't know. Maybe I would try to give it to someone who, like a friend who I knew liked the team or something. Right. I don't know, but um, but that would it certainly would 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 taint it a little bit. Yes. For yes. sure.
0: Well, uh, yeah, good uh, good on Pat for catching that ball. Super cool. Um, yes. And yeah, you know, it, uh, Jeremy. Even though it was Jonathan Scope, it is always cool to see a guy hit two home runs in a game. Yeah, for um, sure. So, uh, yeah, uh. Trevor May pitched for the Twins, Jeremy. Trevor yeah. May is a guy who's been on the Twins for like 5 or 6 years or yeah. he's been in the organization for a long time. Yeah. Um his so his baseball card, his 2015 Tops card says that like it's it's one of those stupid blurbs, Jeremy, we we need to remember this. We need to do an episode just about dumb blurbs that are on the back of baseball cards. We most definitely cards, do, yeah. Cuz that's a that would be a good episode. But Trevor May's blurb on the back of his 2015 Tops card is like when Trevor's not like, you know, uh, spinning curveballs on the mound, he's spinning records uh, at a, at like local dance clubs under the name DJ Haybeef. Um so yeah, that's Ugh. DJ Haybeef, Beef. Hay uh, hey as in H E Y and then Beef as in what's for dinner. Um, What the fuck? Yeah, that is a. I don't understand that DJ name. Well,
1: first of all, yeah, first of all, Jack, when you said that at the game, I thought you were saying that that was his players' weekend. No, uh, maybe, maybe
0: I was. That was going to be my. What I would want was wondering is like, did he put that as his players' weekend jersey? That sounds like
1: something he said to Tops to fuck with them or something. Because like, yeah, what does that mean? Hey, beef. It's like. So that's like someone saying like hey beef come over here. Yeah. Like what what does that mean? <laughs> yes, that's like That sucks. Well
0: he, he looks like a I mean he's like 6'5. Like he looks like a fucking big piece of beef, I I guess or or something. I he don't He kind of has a baby face though. Like, yeah. he doesn't
1: look like a he doesn't look like a like, maybe body-wise, but he doesn't look like an intimidating or rugged, necessarily rugged guy. No,
0: I, I mean, I, I know that in, in baseball they call rookies meat sometimes. Yeah, like, right. Like, hey, hey meat, like, come Curco. over here. But, yeah, like, that, that doesn't explain uh, the name. No. So, or, like, having a beef with somebody, right. maybe? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, but it's weird. Um, And, like, I I don't want to, like, I don't want to be, like, uh, 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 like, um, exclu- or, like like, non-inclusive or something, but it's, like, you would, yeah. I'm not surprised that a, a white DJ has like a bad name like that <laughs> for something. That's that's horrible. Yeah. So there
0: you go. Uh, now now we know uh, Trevor May's uh, DJ name. Jeremy Hector Santiago yeah. pitched uh, pitched in this game. Uh, what what is Hector Santiago doing in the major leagues?
1: I, I have no idea. I have I'll, no idea.
0: I'll say this, Jeremy. It was some. So with uh, the order of White Sox pitchers, because Hector Santiago finished the game and Ross Detweiler started it. Uh, that was some oh. some nice symmetry there um you know you had two two like washed up left handers who shouldn't be in the game anymore who shouldn't be in the majors anymore the only different like hector santiago is just ross detweiler with arm tattoos and a large sports memorabilia collection
1: (laughs) yeah exactly exactly that's what i was hypothesizing is that maybe they just the white Sox like like uh, like Rick Hahn just wants access to to Hector Santiago's memorabilia collection, right. which apparently he has one.
0: Maybe he's planning some sort of heist. Um, Jeremy, <laughs> you, you you mentioned um, you mentioned that like Hector Santiago when he was throwing on the mound. He, he he reminded you of you when you were pitching to me last week. At the bachelor the ba- party. At the bachelor party. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was like trying – like I felt like Charlie Huff pitching because I just – I was just trying to get it over the plate. So I was trying to tee it up so people could hit it, you yeah. know? And like I wasn't trying to like, you know, do anything to it. So I was like to – because I don't know what the hell I'm doing, to get the ball over the plate and make it hittable, I was just trying to like lob it in there as much as possible. And like to do that, I had to like really kind of like – like put my my right arm out and just kind of like square myself up and just kind of try to place it right in there and that's kind of like what like what I was seeing from Hector Santiago is what I imagined I looked like when I was pitching and it's yeah like, it's not good <laughs> I I felt like I felt like Charlie Huff like some old like fucking like rickety grandpa like just trying to throw just trying to get it across the plate right and like. Hector Santiago was pitching in a major league game. Yeah, and it, yeah, it did not seem like a good formula. But. No,
0: uh, but strangely, it was effective. He pitched an inning and in two thirds yeah. scoreless. Uh, but yeah. uh, some pretty bad at bats were probably happening for the Twins at that point. Um, uh, what was his name? Skull? I don't even Matt, remember his Matt name. Skoll. Matt Skull. Matt yeah. Okay, so like last last game we went to, he we had, we had AJ Reed. As the DH. This game, we had Matt Skull. Like, two big uh, left-handed fucking donkeys out there. Yeah, Yeah. just stiffs out there. Like, you know. I was
1: going to say, Matt Skull is the kind of guy who gets gets scouts fired. Because, like, he looks like he passes the vision test, like you said, Jack. Like, he seems like a guy... If you looked at him... And someone said to you, hey, do you think that guy could play baseball? You'd be like, yeah, I, I don't see why not. Like right. You know, like from just by looking at him, like he seems like – he looks like other guys who are successful he at the game of baseball. Passes like, the eye test. Yeah. And so it's like um, – but, yeah, he's not no, good, I don't no, think. No, <laughs> I mean you described
0: him as Matt Davidson without the pitching. But yeah, But like exactly. Matt Davidson could still hit home runs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, Matt Skoll, just, uh, yeah, he, he just looked like he had nothing. But you know what, Jeremy? Uh, he would be, like, I feel like he would be a, a, an appropriate pair for, like, the Twins. Didn't they have, like, a, uh, like Skoll Vikings, isn't that a thing? Oh, like, yeah, right. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Skull. Or, like, he could walk up to uh, soul, soul Man, but it would be like, I'm a Skoll, I'm a Skoll <laughs> Man. Maybe an endorsement with uh, the uh, Chewing Tobacco. I don't know, That would be I, the
1: most exciting thing about him, probably. Probably. But, uh, um, yeah. uh, the Mitch Garber. Jeremy? Scarover had a good game. He, he got, did. He got beamed in the uh, third inning, right on the arm. He
0: didn't like it either. He was yeah. not happy about that. He kind of like, he took his he took his protective elbow gear off and just kind of whipped it at the bat boy.
1: Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: like taking it out on the bat. He was not happy about no, that. No,
1: maybe, I think, maybe, maybe it's because he's a catcher and like, catchers are always getting hit. Yeah. Enough, so like, it was So mad. it's like, enough is enough. Yeah, he was just mad to get hit when yeah. he wasn't catching. And so then he f- answered that by getting hits in the next three at-bats, including a home run. Two run homer in the eighth inning. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, So you know, Mitch Garver leading off as a catcher. Jeremy and I speculated who the first person we were aware of to lead off as catcher was. We we both said Jason Kendall. We both came up with that. I feel like Jonathan Lucroy hit uh, lead off for the Brewers maybe a time or two when he was back when he was good. Okay, Uh, but that's unconfirmed. I know he probably hit second at least a few times. Um, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I can't think of anybody besides Kendall who. Well, you know, Pudge Rodriguez hit lead off too sometimes, didn't he?
1: uh i yeah i could he might have he might have yeah
0: but uh yeah so mitch garber we saw catcher lead off which is unusual for rain delay theater yeah
1: maybe in his later days with the with the giants or the uh marlins maybe Pudge. yeah Yeah,
0: i i do want to say it does ring a bell to me that pudge was hitting lead off for a little while but uh we'll have to we'll have to confirm that because that that's interesting Okay. Um, but that's certainly a first for rain delay theater and last but not least another uh, first oh
1: yeah or no what do you got
0: Uh, I was going to say it's with the player of the game the rain delay theater player of the game yeah it's
1: a new thing that we're going to try we might as well like call it out there uh, you know when we do a game episode yep you know, we should we should name a rain delay theater player of the game.
0: Jeremy, our our pick for this one, I think we both had the same one was Jace Fry.
1: Yes, Jace Fry.
0: Jace Fry. Uh, so Jace Fry, you you did a you did us a solid. Um, you uh, you know the the stadium wasn't really totally cleared out yet, but you you made sure it was so we could move to some slightly better seats for the the final <laughs> inning. You pitched a third of an inning, gave up three hits. Three uh, runs, all earned. Uh, those hits were one double and two home runs.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I would say for him, for his sake as well, he, he, he got himself in and out relatively quickly. He did. Um, you know, he did have to, fa- like, he took a pounding doing it, but, um, you know, he got himself out of the game. And he put it out of reach, like, so there's no, no fear of extra innings. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so, so, so for those reasons, uh, Jace Fry, you're our, you're our inaugural Rain Delay Theater player of the game.
0: All right, congratulations to Jace Fry.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: All right. Um... Did they just
1: call him Jake Fry,
0: dude? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would also be fitting, I suppose. Yeah. But um, yeah, all right,
0: all right. Well, this it was fun to uh, get to a game. We're gonna try to get to another game within the next week, but we're not uh, we're not quite sure uh, what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm not yet, gonna put
1: that one down in blood just yep. yet, but uh, we're hoping to uh, make that happen. And if so, it, it's one that I'm kind of excited about. Yeah,
0: it should, it should be cool, but we'll see.
1: Uh, yes.
0: uh, all right. So for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Swakowski.
1: I'm Jeremy Denisio. But before we do that, I just want to plug the uh, social media. Right ah, uh, yes, part. yeah, plug yeah. Em. So um, you know, Rain is our website. You can find all our uh, episodes on there. This is for any new listeners that uh, may have found us uh, you know recently um, you can find us uh, on iTunes Spotify uh, we're on Spotify now uh, Google Play whatever uh, Stitcher all, anywhere you find podcasts um, our Twitter is uh, at Rain Delay Pod. our mm-hmm. Instagram is at Rain Delay Pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us at Pod at gmail.com and uh, but check Randleytheater.com because that's uh, that's got all that information on there yeah so um, yeah so check us out tell a friend you know, all, that, all those things uh, write to us you know whatever yeah we'd um, love
0: to hear from you you know suggestions what things that you would want to hear on the podcast
1: yeah for sure alright so that on that note alright we will see you next time bye bye